0: Coming up on today's Finding Peace Within podcast. Now, if you're making compromises that's not taking you to the mission of coexisting together, then that becomes control and a a true sacrifice because it's unbalanced. If one person is always giving up for the other, then that's not a compromise. That's a sacrifice of control. So get your pen and your pad as we continue to take this journey to Finding Peace Within together. Hello and welcome back to Finding Peace Within. I am your host, Lisa L. Dalton. If this is your first time visit with Finding Peace Within, I want to say welcome And if you are a repeat guest, welcome back. Finding Peace Within was created to help you find your authentic self through spiritual awareness. And how do we do that? We do that by studying the Word of God, being honest with who we are, and making the changes we need in order to have peace with our soul. If you would like to connect with me on social media, you can find me on Facebook at Lisa Wilson Dalton, on Twitter at I am Lisa L. Dalton, on Instagram Dalton.Lisa and LinkedIn Lisa L. Dalton. I want you all to know that uh, I am excited about doing the podcast for you. I really do take pride in studying and preparing the lessons that the Lord has given me to share with you through the airways, uh, through social media, through the podcast. There's so many ways to get the word out now. So I just thank God for the opportunity and, and the gift of gab <laughs> and talking and sharing his word through this platform the podcast if you haven't gotten your pens and your pads already i'm gonna say get your pen and your pad today because we, uh, we're gonna have a good lesson today we're gonna talk about sacrifices and compromises what's the difference between a sacrifice and a compromise um, before we get started, I want to say um, January has been a great month. Leviticus has dropped their single, God is Love, which is available on all... Um, electronic downloads itunes spotify get the song go to youtube watch the video type in god is love stephen dalton leviticus singers it will be a blessing to so many of you currently we are um touring on radio visits and the lord is just opening doors for us and we're excited about that and um i'm finishing up my third book Today's investment, tomorrow's return, 25 personal investments that will add value to your life. Look for it, Um, spring of 2020, we're in the final editing stages, making sure everything is good and we have a good product to give to you. My listeners, my followers, and those that, um, who desire to read and love to read, it will be available in ebook as well. So you can look for that on Amazon.com. Uh, won't be until the spring. So got a little time yet to wait for that. But in the meantime, you can get two of my other books, Smile, Show Up, Succeed Every Day. I'm going to say it again. Smile, Show Up, Succeed Every Day. A little bit of honey that will help bring joy to your life. And uh, my prayer journal, the Finding Peace Within Prayer Journal, the Journey to a Smile. They are also available to you on Amazon. Now let's get our hearts and our minds ready to receive what the Lord has prepared for us today. Let's open up with a word of prayer as usual. Lord, we thank you for this day and we honor your name and we just praise you, O oh God, for being our Lord and our Savior and our Jesus Christ. We thank you for the blessings that you've given to us of life, health, um, good life, and a good health, Lord. We just thank you for a peace of mind. We just thank you for the activities of our limbs. We just thank you for allowing us to see another day a start and end. Lord, we just thank you for our families. We just thank you for our jobs and making ways for us. We just thank you for being able to walk in wholeness. We thank you for your son, Jesus, who died for our sins, Lord. We don't even have to worry about carrying those sins around anymore. We know there is no condemnation with you, oh God. So we just thank you on today. for your your son Jesus dying on the cross for our sins. Lord, we just ask that you be with us as we study this word, understanding the difference between a compromise and a sacrifice and being able to coexist together uh, when we're not always getting what we're looking for in the end, but also knowing, Lord, that in the end you will reward us openly as we sow seeds privately. We ask that you be with the bereaved families on this week, uh, whether it's um, people that we don't know, um, the news that we've heard um, through CNN and all the other media outlets uh, right here in Charlotte, where people are being murdered every day, uh, in my hometown of Hartsville, South Carolina, we just ask that you just, um, we just, your peace, oh God just reign over all of these cities and be with the family members as they prepare to lay their loved ones to rest we just ask that you give them your joy that can only come from you and we celebrate the life of the person and not the death and the tragedy that took them away from us we love you So what does it mean to um, sacrifice? What does that mean? According to Webster, this is what a sacrifice is. There's a key difference. I'm just going to read it. There's a key difference between sacrifice. Sacrifice is about giving up something. It is mostly not driven by any form of selfishness. On the other hand, compromise is a kind of settlement where a person reduces or lowers his demand. Unlike compromise, sacrifice is not done in order to achieve something beneficial. Compromise is is mutual. Agreement is a mutual arrangement. It is a mutual deal. Sacrifice is disproportionate, which means it's unequal, it's unbalanced, it's lopsided. Each side with a compromise, two people will be trying to figure something out. With a sacrifice, one person will be asked to give something up. A relationship based on one person's sacrifice won't continue to work over time. When compromise leads more towards one side than the other, it no longer can be classified as a compromise. Instead, becoming comparable to control. When the compromise better accommodates our favors one over the other, the latter is allowing for compromise to transform into control. Can you see how that can kind of get a little cross the line, a little gray area between sacrifice and compromise? We're going to get dive a little more into that. I've been uh, reading a book called a new earth create a better life by author Eckhart Tolle. Uh, and he's one of Oprah Winfrey's well-known guests on super soul Sunday. And in the beginning of the book, he speaks about the importance of coexisting and how the ability to compromise is the best way to do that. And in the Bible, you know, um, Samuel was talking to Saul about his disobedience when he told him to, um, get rid of all the idols, but he did not do that. He, um, <laughs> he kept some of the things that God told him to get rid of. I'm going to read you the scripture is one Samuel 15, through 24. Um, he says, this is Samuel talking to Saul as the Lord. As great a delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as much as the Lord loves um, you sacrificing burnt offerings as in obedience to the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than the sacrifice. What he is saying, Saul made a sacrifice to God, but his heart was in the wrong place. Even though God, you know, loves sacrifices, but the but what did I say? It's just like when you tell your children to clean the kitchen, but they go and clean the bathroom. Yes, I appreciate the fact that you clean the kitchen, but I asked you <laughs> to clean the kitchen. Therefore, I would have rather you just do what I asked you to do, which was the obedience part than the sacrifice and now you sacrifice the kitchen being clean to clean the bathroom which is not what I needed you to do so a lot of times when we're dealing uh, in relationships we have um, sacrifices made but that's really not what we need I've often thought about the ability to compromise and how different it is from sacrificing Eckhart Tolle says that when we understand our mental position, we are able to tolerate people's beliefs and perspectives. And I agree with that that statement. However, at what point does sacrificing and compromising for peaceful coexistence become too much to do? When does compromising for peaceful coexistence become too much to do I have this saying you should never compromise yourself for the comfort of another because at some point that compromising is going to turn into something different my father told me when I got married the first time that um if you agree on everything all the time someone's unhappy and someone is lying So think about that. If you agree on everything, then somebody's not telling the truth. So what is the difference between um, the compromising and to coexist? Because when you compromise, as I read earlier, that's a win-win situation for everyone. Um, I may not be getting my way this time, but I can live with the decision that we made together knowing that the next time i'll be able to get my way um, do we buy the sports car now or do we buy a minivan now i can speak to that uh personally because uh my husband steven and i were putting our son max through private school from the sixth grade to 12th grade and we made a lot of sacrifices and we compromised a lot with our vehicles uh, and at one point we were only driving one car because we, you know, we made a sacrifice and we compromised, Hey, we, this is the goal. This is the mission of what we're doing right now. We're going to sacrifice, um, not having two cars. We're going cause we're putting our son through private school, but soon as he graduated <laughs> and was sent off to college. We got our sports card. We waited six years to get our sports car, And now we have the sports car. But that was something that we agreed. We're going to p- compromise. We're going to stay with what we have. Until he gets to where he needs to be. And that was the compromise. It was a win-win situation. So if y'all got five kids y'all ain't buying no sports car you need to go ahead and get that minivan (laughs) then when all the kids are out of the house you can get your sports car that sounds like a good compromise to me now a sacrifice is when something is given up that you need and oftentimes when um, sacrifices are made in relationships Someone will always remind you of the sacrifice that was made by that person. Well, I gave this up for you, and I gave this up so you can do this, and I know that happens a lot in relationships and marriages. um The wife may have sacrificed going back to school so that the husband can continue on in his education and do what he needs to do. But then the wife is still sitting here, um, not getting what she wants and what she desires to do. You know, her dreams are always put on the back burner. And I know in some situations it could work both ways. You know, the husband could be the one supporting the wife all the time. And he feels like he's not able to do what he wants to do in his own career or his hobbies or the things that he likes to do. That is not a win-win situation because sacrifices, uh, one person wins and it is often unfair. It will look like it's unfair. I remember one day I was working in the yard and I was just going on a rant, man. I was talking to the Lord and I was telling him, um, I was like, look, father, what, you know, I've been doing all of this stuff and I'm making all of these sacrifices. At what point is it ever going to be about me? You know, when is Lisa ever going to get her, her day? When, when is anybody ever going to sacrifice for Lisa. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me just as clear as I'm talking to you all through this mic. He said, continue to serve your family and I'll take care of you. And I had to apologize. I had to say, Lord, please forgive me for complaining. Please forgive me for feeling like my sacrifices were not being um, recognized or were not being appreciated. The Lord said, as long as you're taking care of my man, servant that I blessed you with, I'm going to take care of you. And let me tell you something. He has done just that. He has not let me go without anything. And today I am reaping the benefits from those sacrifices that I felt I wasn't getting anything back in return. That's why God tells us that if we give back our tithe to him, give back his tithe to him, he will rebuke the devourer for our sake. That's Malachi 3 and 8. It's because of the sacrifices we are protected from the devices the enemy has planned for us. I've learned to look at sacrifices the exact same way. What I sacrifice would come back to me in greater ways through God, through my father, God. I do not believe it's important to communicate to those who we believe are using us and disrespecting us about our sacrifices. The more you tell somebody about how much they sacrifice for you, it puts a guilt trip on them. So don't remind people how much of a sacrifice that you're making for them because it's not coming from the heart. Just like Saul, you know, he's saying, well, God, I, I burnt this for you and I did this for you, but God is saying, but you didn't do what I asked you to do. I, I I asked you to take everything and get rid of it, but you kept stuff. So that sacrifice meant nothing to me because it didn't come from the heart. It's important that our sacrifices are given from the heart. Hebrews 13 and 16 says, do not neglect to do good and to share what you have. For such sacrifices are pleasing to God. When you sow a seed from the goodness of your heart, when you make a sacrifice from the goodness of your heart to give to someone, you are not supposed to be reminding them of the sacrifice that you made for them. For them, I've given and I've sown financial seeds into other people's lives. And not one time have I reminded them of what I did for them. You know why? It was a sacrifice and it came from the heart. That's what it was. Romans 5 and 8. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us what a sacrifice how many of us are willing to sacrifice our lives for our loved ones hmm something to think about right i know in secret service those men serve the president or those uh in um, politics and and they have made a vow to sacrifice their lives for them For the people that they are watching. I think it was um, President Reagan. That got shot. Yeah it was President Reagan. That shot. But the Secret Service men. Had to jump in front of the bullet. One of them actually took a bullet for the President. And I believe he ended up handicapped. That's a vow that he took. But Christ Jesus died for our sin. He took the ultimate sacrifice. And the only thing we have to do is live for him. Philippians 2 and 4 says, Let each of you look not only to his own interest, interest, but also in the interest of others. Meaning, don't be selfish. Don't just think about yourself. But think about how you can serve others. And don't look for anything in return. So how do you I'll now turn that into a compromise, into a win-win situation. This is what the Bible says, Colossians 3 and 5. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and co- covetousness, which is idolatry. When you put away those things, which causes harm from from for you to your body, to your mind, to your soul, and to your spirit. And you seek God. That's a win win. Your body and your peace. Your body's in is, is well. Your mind is at peace. Your soul is at peace. Plus, you gain a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's a win win situation just like sacrifices that we make for our children and we in, um we invest in them that's not something that that doesn't mean you're going to get what you invested into your kids back that's not a guarantee I mean, we invested money to send our son to private school, but who's to say that we're going to reap the benefit by watching him be a great citizen and, and become somebody great in the world with, once he gets out of college or sending him to college and he just become um, this, you know, academically gifted kid who's always on the Dean's list. What happens if that doesn't happen? Was the sacrifice not, did it not come from the heart? Yes, it still came from the heart, but compromises are win-win situations. Philippians 4 and 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Once again, a win-win situation. First of all, we won't be anxious about anything. We're going to rely on the word of God and the fact that we're going to pray and we're going to seek him first and thank him for blessing us with what we asked him for. We're going to make it known into him. If there is something that I want from my husband, I'm not going to just be mad about about it when I didn't get it because I didn't ask for it. But if I ask for it, believing that I'm going to get it, that's a win-win situation. If he tells me, no, love, we're not going to do it now, but we're going to, let's get past this hump. If it's a sacrifice, not a sacrifice, it's a compromise that I need to make, um, in order for us to do something for the ministry, as opposed to my book, you know, Hey, I'm all about that because I know. In the spring, my book will be published and we'll be out promoting it. Compromise. I'm not losing anything because my book will still get published. It will still get out. It's about compromise. He gets what he wants and I'll get what I want. Psalm eleven, Psalm one eleven and ten. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments. His praise endures forever. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who did his, who does his commandments. Again, a win-win situation. Fear of the Lord is not a scary fear. It's a submitted fear. I submit my mission, something uh, my husband and I have been uh, listening to this week, Bishop T.D. Jakes um, story, a message, he and um, First Lady Jakes did a message on marriage is called the model home and what um, marriage is supposed to look like when you submit to the mission of the marriage and the purpose of God putting us together that's the same way compromise works when we know the compromise is so that the mission can come forth now if you're making compromises that's not taking you to the mission of coexisting together then that becomes control and and a a true sacrifice because it's unbalanced if one person is always giving up for the other then that's not a compromise that's a sacrifice of control and that's not what we want you want even compromises when when something everybody can agree on say yes we're 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 gonna have spaghetti tonight we're not having hamburgers are y'all okay with that (laughs) yes i can compromise my hamburger for your spaghetti because next week we're gonna be we're gonna eat hamburgers but just something just simple as hamburgers and spaghetti i made it light but we some of us have to make some real real big compromises in coexisting together and then Matthew six and four, um, he says, give your gifts in private and your father who sees everything will reward you openly. And I believe a lot of us want to be awarded. Uh, um, we want to give openly and be rewarded openly. You want people to see you giving and. And you want to boast about what you've done for someone. And then you want to talk about how you didn't get what you were looking for in um, in return. I think a lot of us do this on our jobs, in our careers. A lot of us go over and above what our managers or leaders ask of us. And we expect to get favors and, you know, certain things. We expect to get bonuses and all that. But um, that's not necessarily true. So when you do, you do as unto the Lord and he will reward you openly. Only thing he asks you to do is serve, 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 serve. If you want to be the greatest among them, what did he say you need to do? Be the least, be the least. So how do we deal with individuals who take advantage of our sacrifices? And you're always the one compromising. What do you do? Here are a few suggestions that I have. Make sure your feelings are valid. So when you felt just like when I was talking to the Lord outside and I was working in my grass in my yard, cutting my lawn complaining (coughs) excuse me complaining about what i wasn't getting i had to check myself because um was what were you complaining were they valid points or were you just caught up in your feelings that day and for me i was just caught up in my feelings that day and the holy spirit checked me and reminded me you do everything is unto me do everything unto me number two make your concerns known if you feel like you're the only one making sacrifices and you don't really see the sacrifices that someone else is making in the relationship then I think you should have that conversation you know I've had that conversation before but I know the sacrifices that my husband makes, you know, I see it every day. So I, I would never, even when I'm tired and sleepy, I'm like, I cannot be complaining about being tired and sleepy because my husband works. He is one of the hardest men I know that works the way he works and the hours that he works in order to provide for our family so that the mission of this marriage can go forth, you know, and I'm home holding down the fort while he's out there working. How dare I complain about anything? You know, he knows I, I got his back. I'm, I'm going to take care of him. I'm his biggest cheerleader. What we need to do, where are we going now? You know, I'll get off my job so I can drive him where we need to go and whatever he needs me to do, I'm always there. But if I felt like I needed to make a concern, something that's going on, I feel like I'm being taken advantage of, I'm going to say something. So if you have a relationship or you're coexisting with someone that you feel like you're taking, you're being taken advantage of, then you need to make that concern known. And then you need to decide how much you are willing to sacrifice and how much are you willing to compromise on? You know, there are some things that we're just not going to compromise on. And um, and we've had that conversation as well. You know, there's some things I just got to have and there's some things that he just has to have or there's just some ways that he does it does things there are things ways that i do things that we're not willing to compromise on and we're just going to have to agree to disagree on that and how much am i willing to sacrifice how much more are we going to put into this how much more do you want from me how much time do you have to give to it i know there um my husband was Asked me to do one thing. And I I just had to tell him. Look I just don't like doing that. I I don't like it. And he doesn't ask me to do it anymore. And um. But I had I kept doing it. I, I would have just been doing it. And my heart wouldn't have been right. And I would have been resentful. And y'all know I live in peace man. Finding peace within. I bring the light. I don't have time to be acting like. I'm mad with somebody. You know so. I've already established how much I'm willing to sacrifice and put a limit on those sacrifices. And that goes with giving stuff to people as well. Somebody's always calling you for money, always calling you to do something for them, but they're never there for you. Now, how much more are you willing to put yourself out there? You know, someone sends you a message says, you know, call me when you get a chance you know you just call me because it's obvious you want to talk to me so you just call me because nine times out of ten they probably want something from you but um let them be the one to reach out to you you call me i got a chance now so just call leave a voicemail and be detailed about it don't leave vague messages you know but just be mindful of how much you're sacrificing you're not the atm And you're not the counselor because people will wear you out, man. Be like a leech, just draining all the blood. And there's nobody there to give you a blood transfusion when you need it. So just be mindful of that. And don't sacrifice that which will cause you discomfort, resentment, or harm. Do not do it. Do not sacrifice your peace for it. Do not sacrifice your peace of mind for it. Do not allow people in your homes that are going to bring bad spirits. Do not allow people in your in your your uh, in your comfort zones, in your spirit, in your space. If they're just people that are chaotic, I mean, even if it's a family member, say, "Hey, your your energy is bad and just brings me down." You don't have to tolerate that. So don't sacrifice your peace of mind just to be friends with someone. And if it's your spouse, just let them know, hey, your negative energy is taking me down. And that's not where I want to be. You know, the Bible says, um, have peace with all men. And that's what we want. We want to have peace with all men. So what's my message to you today? Learning to coexist peacefully does require sacrifices and compromises. Just be sure your compromises do not turn into sacrifices. Because that action would turn to resentment in the end. Next, know that our Father sees every sacrifice. And what you sacrifice secretly, our Father will reward you openly. Ask me. I know because he's done it for me. And remember his word said for you to be anxious about nothing. Philippians 4 and 6. Do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. He knows all. He hears all. He answers all. Every sacrifice that you've made, do not bring it back up. He sacrificed his life for us. He reminds us every day when he breathes life into us. And we have another chance. His mercies and his His mercies are new every morning. And remember, guys, God wants us to walk in peace with all men, everyone. So don't give anything. My, my, my grandma would say, don't loan anybody anything that you, uh, I said, don't loan money if you can't afford to give it. So don't give anybody anything that you can't afford to live without. I think that was good. That was good. Remember, God knows all and he sees all. Let's close out in prayer. Lord, we thank you today for your love. We thank you today for your your sacrifice your life we thank you today for letting us understand the difference between a compromise which is a win-win situation and a sacrifice when given from the heart is a gift that will be rewarded through you openly let us not give grudgingly Your word says that you love a cheerful giver. And we want to be cheerful givers into the world as we serve others and those that we coexist with together, those that we love and live with in homes and families, whether it's work, whether it's uh, through marriage, through siblings. We just thank you for giving us an understanding of what it means sacrifice, and what it means to compromise. When we're all in agreement, working together for one common goal, whatever the mission is you've given us to do as a unit, we walk together in agreement. Where two or three are gathered in your name. You're putting your seal, your stamp of improvement on it. You will be in the midst of it. We thank you today. Give us a great rest of the week as we go into February and look forward to spring. Let your light shine on us like never before. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. make it a wonderful week remember to smile show up, succeed every day and a centered soul is a centered mind be blessed everyone thank you for listening to the Finding Peace Within podcast with Lisa L. Dalton you can find me on Instagram At Lisa Wilson Dalton. You can follow me on Facebook. At Lisa Wilson Dalton. And follow me on Twitter. At I am Lisa L Dalton. I even have a website. FindingPeaceWithin.org Where you can read some of my blogs. You can find the books that I've written. And even some of the workout videos that I've created. Until next time. Remember to find peace within. A centered soul is a centered mind.